0: Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> well, welcome back. I know you weren't expecting that opening, uh, <laughs> Cameron. Cameron Ivy here, hanging out with Gabe Gums. This is our unplugged version of Privacy, please. Welcome back, guys we're just uh we 're just shooting it.
1: I appreciate the listeners just hanging out with us for these unplugged episodes. Um, I know you're listening too because we got some feedback on one of them. In fact, we had someone someone discuss uh, uh, what was the term we used. We talked about privacy threat modeling, and that came up in a topic. Mm-hmm. That, uh, Offline. So I appreciate you folks tuning into these unplugged episodes. We figure as the year winds down, it's hard to get everyone's calendars aligned anyway. And there's just so much we don't usually interject of our own voice during the rest of the year that we'll save some of these holiday slots for the, the sultry stylings of,
0: mm-hmm. of uh,
1: Michael Bublé, Cameron Ivory, and Gabriel Gum. Those, <laughs> those, those are the only three people you want to hear in your holiday playlist. We know it is. Just, <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Man, I I feel honored. I mean, you just put us in Michael Buble's.
1: Look, look, he he comes out of his cave once a year and and we we bust out the uh, we bust out another another persona once a year. He's on deck for today. I think that's that's what we're going to be having a conversation about. None other than the third annual
0: Salty Soothsayer he's back people and you know what I have a, I have a great way to kick this off before we we hear from the salty soothsayer on, yeah. on 2023 privacy and security predictions but let's just all remember our favorite holiday um, mascot I guess if you will the Grinch um, just remember he did not hate Christmas he hated people and you can't really hate him for that because people sometimes suck anyways
1: <laughs> kind of, I mean, he's not wrong. He's just no. he's not right, but he's not
0: wrong. Then, yeah, he's right in the middle because I can understand it in some, some sense. Anyways, Gabe, predictions twenty twenty three. That is weird. This, this these last few years have gone by quick. We We're should do a couple. Of
1: things. We should do a couple yeah. of things. Maybe we'll do it because we're going, to bring, we're, going to, we're going to break this up into a couple of episodes, right? Like, um, it's, it's an unplug, so we want to keep it a little dense and short. And, and but also, we should go back and see see just how frequently the salty suits there um, was 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 ever just salty, or or if he he had reasons for his tears. And uh, let's compare those let's compare those old old predictions and see how they actually landed. I am curious to see if the salty suitse indeed um, has has any ability to to, to see into the fog of, of war. But let's do that on the next episode. This okay. year, th- this year, I'm, I'm not any less salty than I have ever been. I mean, I'm 22 years into cybersecurity at this point, 22. So I guess it's only natural for me to get a little saltier. For what it's worth, I've mellowed out, though. The desalinization process is also fully underway and – and I like the Grinch, although my my heart was tiny at one point. It grew many sizes, many sizes the day that you and I started this podcast, I believe. Um, because what what's really what's really important about these predictions is that they are a byproduct of things that all the good people around the, the world in, in cybersecurity, data security are working on, and all of the people outside of it. It is it is all of that that drives a lot of. The predictions in the sense that as, as security folks, we, we are usually responding to the protection of data as we bring new technologies online or the protection of data as, as new attacks come online. <coughs> and so that leads me to my excuse me, first prediction and maybe a somewhat obvious one. But the scourge that is ransomware, I'm not just going to predict it will continue again this year. It obviously will. It obviously will because it is it is a proven model, a monetary model for the bad guys. But what I think we're going to see happen is we're going to see a bit more of an expansion into the geopolitical stage such that critical infrastructure will become more of a target. Now, what does that mean? Well, we've seen this recently across the world. We've seen airports in Mumbai be attacked. Um, We've seen uh, there's some other energy folks that got taken offline recently, um, stateside. But when we think critical infrastructure, we tend to think about those things. We tend to think about, you know, like the railroads and the energy grid. But there is a lot more to critical infrastructure, which is to say it is critical infrastructure if it keeps your society humming. There's a lot of things that keeps our society humming, and the bad guys, and in particular the nation-state attacks as well, too, will continue to deepen their way into those types of of activities. That It is not just that we're going to see more ransomware. Expect that any good or service that in any way has a knock-on effect of Having being a drag on on our society as a whole, right? Like critical infrastructure, right? Like any organization that has ever been deemed too big to fail. If you are in an industry where anyone else has been deemed too big to fail, I'm looking at you banking industry, then know that when those grenades, digital ones, and those missiles, digital ones come firing at the banking industry, there will be shrapnel. You all do work together in other ways and i mean that in both the the security sense as well as in the primary sense of like a lot of banking systems are interconnected a lot of people move around all of those things are true i would not sit back and expect that oh well that's a jp morgan chase problem right like if you're if you're a credit union you, you, you this is your problem too. What am I getting at here? Prediction number one, ransomware not only continues to be a scourge, ransomware pushes further into critical infrastructure. And I think it's very important that we understand how we define critical, mm. infra- critical infrastructure that not just include the railroads.
0: Yeah. First, the <sighs> First thing that comes to mind for me, and I don't know if this is kind of off topic, but what do you think in, in predictions wise, I'm just going to throw you a, um, a curveball here, but what, when it comes to all those new privacy laws that are coming out in 2023, um, you know, like CC, uh, PR, or CCRPA or whatever. Yeah. Um, what is that going to change? What do you think is going to happen on the security side? Do you think that's going to change some things as well in the approach? I
1: have to genuinely tell you that my first prediction was first, because I think it's going to take up so much of the oxygen in the room. Um, however, yeah. that first prediction is going to lead to a lot of sensitive personal information being exposed, which brings in the question, your, yours regarding how does that regulation impact us? I think the impact is there are going to be a lot more individuals with claims against organizations based on these new regulations because you're going to see that uptick in all of this activity. It is an inevitable right. uptick that, that, that we are looking at right now. They're not only after disabling the systems, right? Like double extortions are on the rise, et cetera. Like all of those, all, all of the attacks against critical infrastructure are tied directly to data. There's no way to separate those two. And so right. you're going to see the data of a lot of individuals and organizations um, fall within scope of these privacy regulations. I think there'll be a lot more claims, valid claims that will be on the table for organizations. I think it's going to be a hell of a lot of work. If I'm being transparent, I'm a little worried that it's it, it's already creating a lot of work that isn't solving the real problems. I'm looking at you, Mr. Cookie Banner, right? Like completely completely, Completely taken to a level where we may not have needed to, and now we see both the regulation and the technology kind of ease and off a little bit. Right, somewhat natural given how fast things like GDPR came to to, to market. And I use the words fast because you know, relatively speaking, in 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 the amount of time that that took, that wasn't that wasn't a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah, good point. So what, um, all right, let's move on to the second the second prediction.
1: The second prediction
0: I have is somewhat
1: related, somewhat related. And it is that uh, many of the challenges that we see with ransomware attacks, well, they're a byproduct of another problem that we've been uh, ostensibly trying to solve for longer than than uh, than. I think many of our listeners might even be really familiar with, but lateral attacks. And they come in um, largely through access attacks and and passwords, et cetera. 2023 will not be the year passwords go away. And I don't just mean that because there's tons of legacy systems. I mean that um, because things like multi-factor, et cetera, are becoming largely useless. And there are a lot of systems that simply will have to layer in what looks like more password-like controls. Um, and so the prediction is kind of 1A, 1B, which is that multi-factor authentication is going to become super ineffective against a lot of right. the attack you're going to see, especially the, 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 the nation-state leveraged ones and the shrapnel that comes out of that. <clears throat> but in that prediction 2B is that the year of the, the year of being passwordless is, is still not upon us. We are we're well far from it though. We're well far from it.
0: Yeah. I think that's a pretty obvious one. Maybe not though.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean for organizations and, and for individuals, Gabe? What is, is that something that we should continue to hone in on? And does this kind of tie into what we've kind of talked about on our first episode ever? When it comes to just having that that uh, that hygiene internally and, and organizationally when it comes to using a uh, protective password and um, like not actually saving to Google <laughs> some people actually do that but um, mean what's it gonna mean does it change
1: it's, it's first gonna mean that that anyone who 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 told you that, the extra lay of MFA was going to bring you closer to zero trust. It it means that those charlatans will be exposed for what they are. That's the first thing it's going to freaking mean.
0: (laughs) It'll be Um, right on the head of the newspaper exposed exposed. exposed. <laughs> that
1: one's kind of a personal rant too. Cause I often tell people like, look, if you hear Gabe Gum's talking about zero trust, I'm probably talking about the removal of inherent trust. I'm probably not referring to the layering in of more trust, like, you know, like mm-hmm. MFA and I'm not, yeah. not and I've never knocked MFA only that like, you know, it is not a, uh, it, it was not a linchpin to things like zero trust, et cetera. But I think what it means for us is is there's going to be some disruption on the end user side as far as like security controls go like mfa becomes ineffective and as a byproduct of of things like you know mfa bombing attacks etc accelerated accelerated by these ransomware use cases so that happens so then what happens right like so now i have to find another way to securely authenticate Cameron and everyone else because i i can't use that channel any longer it's it's just it is, it is compromised, it's fatiguing for my end users, it's bad. So that problem isn't one that just becomes a, a security problem. That that problem comes all the way down to all of the people that have nothing to do with security. Yeah. And it is oftentimes problematic when security controls become noticeable by those folks, right? Like at that level, which is the same once end users, mom and dad, once he creates friction for them, that's problematic. So... Yeah, I think if you're – it's a good question too, though, Cam. I I appreciate that question because it's like the prediction and then it's like the fallout from the prediction. The fallout from the prediction is a lot of friction in end-user environments in 2023.
0: Yeah, that's pretty big. Um, Do we have time for one more for this first part of our privacy predictions?
1: I think – I think the soothsayer has one more in him. One more in him. If you were paying at all attention in the last, call it three to five years, of security advancements in terms of like you know solutions to problems, and and I both mean in, in the context of like oh look a whole bunch of new products sprung up, but I also mean in the context of okay we have, we found some solutions to the problem of X, right? Like we can do Y about those types of problems. So API security has been a significant problem in the last, honestly, probably seven-ish years, maybe more. But in the last three to five in particular, like that problem just becomes really, really, really well exposed. Everything's interconnected, right? Like you take an organization like Zapier, whose entire business model is built on like connecting APIs, and it allows yeah. like lots of people to do that, anyone to do that. And you don't need to know anything about API security. Zapier takes care of all of that for you. That's awesome. The challenge is that as an industry, as a technology industry, we've created an ungodly number of new APIs. Um, in fact, as a product person, we've taken the stance of being API first, right? Like you build the product and then you put a face on it and the face then just, you know, it just, it just refers to wherever that API is. Right. Well, we're going to see a lot more privacy breaches as a byproduct of that. I think we'll see some security ones too, but we're going to see a significant number of privacy breaches just from API security being lax, right? That's where we're going to see, a lot more data sieving off where in the past we've been talking a lot about like open S3 buckets. We're still going to talk about things like that where we've been talking about ransomware. Hell, I just said, we're going to talk about that even more, right? Like we're still going to talk about all those things, but add to it on the privacy side of that, like the privacy breach side, we're going to see a ton of privacy breaches that were a byproduct of poor privacy and security controls at the API layer of, of, uh, of our infrastructure. That, that one's almost a guarantee. The suitsayer is committing that one. It's a commit. It's
0: a commit. <laughs> you heard it here first. It's a commit. Well, that's great. So we'll we'll end it there today for part one. And obviously once we do another, we're going to do another one for the following week and we will have, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw some out there. I think we should have some bold predictions as well. Some things that might be a little far stretch, um, but could be possibilities for 2023. Tease, tease us with one of those right now. Don't leave them hanging. Tease us with one of those. Who, me?
1: Yeah. We'll give you a second to sip on that tea.
0: That's not tea. It's cold brew. But same thing. It's not muddy water. It's, I guess. He's like, this isn't a car. <laughs> this is
1: a Porsche. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, a bold prediction <laughs> off the cuff. Man. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to do a little research first. No worries.
1: Okay. All right. So heading out of here this week, next week, we owe the, we owe the listeners three things. We owe them the rest of the suit predictions. But before that, we want to hit them with a review of the first two years of suit predictions. Um, let's, let's score those. And then we're going to hit them with a couple of, of cams, big picture predictions, right? Like the, the, the world turns and it added a few more billion people. And, uh, and he predicts X. So we'll
0: leave it there for this week. All right, cool. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Gabe. Hey, you guys made it all the way to the end. Thanks for listening. Again, if this is your first time, we really appreciate the support and everyone that's always been around since the beginning. We love you guys. Keep supporting Privacy, please. And we'll always have new content each and every week. Cameron Ivy, over and out.